Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch The Muppet Christmas Carol two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And we are joined today by a very special guest indeed. Same same one as last week. Who are you? It's me again. It's Patrick Cotner. Hooray. What? Hooray. Hey, what a thrill. Um, <laughs> and Patrick is joining us today to talk about minutes 15 and 16 of The Muppet Christmas Carol. In these minutes, Scrooge deals with all manner of frustrations, charity workers, carolers, and paid time off. <laughs> So we start with Bunsen is asking for a donation, which is where we left him last time. It's just still hanging and out, still waiting for that donation. Mid-sentence. Yeah. yeah. And then Scrooge stands up and quietly says, well, now let's see. I know how to treat the poor. And then he just talks about how his taxes pay for the prisoners and the poorhouses and the homeless must go there. So I wanted to talk about, before we get too far, there's a deleted song from this scene that I think would have come right about here that is on the soundtrack yeah. for the movie. Um, and that song is called Room in Your Heart. And it's about Bunsen telling Scrooge that he should become a nice boy. Pretty much. Now, did they and, film it? They just recorded it, right? They never filmed it. Yeah, they yeah, just recorded it. There's going to be a Sam Eagle song later, too, called... Uh, Chairman of the uh, board. What's the song called? Chairman, Chairman of the board. Of the yeah. Board. Yeah. And my understanding is that they never shot either of them. Right. And it's kind of too bad because it would mm-hmm. be like, first of all, I think it's, I think this one especially is a really fun song. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would have been fun I, if they, it doesn't need to be in the movie. I, I suspect that one reason they didn't include it is that some of the same message is repeated later with, with Marley and Marley, just kind of, mm-hmm people telling Scrooge to change his ways. This one is a little brighter and happier about it, but right. um, yeah, it would, it would have been nice if it were a deleted scene that we could see. Uh, I should hop in and say Marley and Marley is my favorite scene in the movie. Oh, cool. I know I was all, yeah. I was all doom and gloom last episode saying it's bottom of my ranking, but I do want to say Marley and Marley top tier Muppet uh, scenes for that, me. That's Muppet a good songs, choice. Muppet scenes. Yeah. Like yeah. to the to the point where some people think that that is Statler and Waldorf's name. Like you'll see that. Yeah. You'll see online people be like, "Oh my, I, I love Marley and Marley sitting in the in the theater box." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because they sing "We're Marley and Marley" so many times so in many that times. song, and they don't identify themselves by name in every movie, and Too certainly much, not yeah. not all over the Muppet Show. So yeah. Do they only right. do it in the Muppet movie? And that's Trying what I was going through in my head. Where, yeah, and, yeah. And then, Waldorf. Well, Waldorf. Yeah. They, they did that bad web series called From the Balcony Yeah, in about two, 2006. But yeah. at the start of all those, they say, I'm Statler, I'm Waldorf. Sure. Right. So I don't know if those have the lasting that, impact that the movies have had, though. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> Not quite. I, I, don't it, even, a, I don't think they're even out there anymore. It won a web like, though. I, I'll say that. A, a web webigail. <laughs> the character from DuckTales. Yes, it's named Give after Webby from DuckTales. I'll say this. Those came out at a time when I was very into the Muppets. Like, it was like a very, was it like 2006, 2007? Yeah, like exactly. 14, 15-year-old Patrick, and I was like real, real hardcore in it. And I remember our internet was not good enough, and we had to go to my grandparents <laughs> to watch From the Balcony because I <laughs> was so excited for the new episode every week. Wow. I'm looking to see if they're on YouTube now. Did I you go it, once a week to watch the new From the Balcony while they were like, I, I mean, we used to go over every week, so it looks like a lot of them are on YouTube. Okay. 
My memory of From the Balcony is that the Statler and Waldorf parts were the worst parts. Yeah. And when they would do little insert sketches, was- those were much funnier. With just because like a bunch of whatnots. Midway through, they lost moves. Dave and Steve, right? Yes, that was Correct. very controversial was, in the Muppet fandom was, at the time. They recast like, Statler and Waldorf. Was it Drew Massey and Drew Massey, Drew Massey and Jared? Yes. And Victor yeah. Jared, yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, which yeah. like, I remember when uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance came out. And Victor Yared is Hup in that one of the mm-hmm. one of the you know really lovable supporting characters. One of the breakout stars. And, yeah, yeah, and and I remember thinking like, oh, everyone was so down on him on From the Balcony, but now it's look so at these so Fairweather fans. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so silly. But Drew, obviously, Drew Massey and, and Victor Yared are both very talented. They are very talented. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't you you I feel like you know you think you know what Stetler and Waldorf sound like in two thousand six and and they just weren't it. I know? think I yeah, know. it was just surprising to us at the time. There's a um there's a playlist on YouTube that has the first nine and it, so it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then it goes episode thirty-three. Mm. So there's there's Weird. a lot of the last episodes. There. So, and, I, and I and I think the nine, right? Nine, those are the ones with Stephen Dick. That's probably, probably yeah, the first batch. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I'll say. So then there's some people out there. I'm speaking to you, Muppet fans, who are hoarding a lot of video stuff. I'm sure somebody and you're not has putting it. it. You're not putting it online. I'm talking to you, Kermy Clown. I'm coming for you, <laughs> Kermy Clown. You know, I was thinking it, but I wasn't gonna say. I'll Kermy say Kermy it Clown well, out loud. I'll start my shoes, Kermy Clown. Kermy Clown, you were good to me as a. Uh, uh, I used to buy stuff from you online a lot when I was a, a teenager, but now's the time. Put them online. Get them up there. People want to see episodes ten through thirty-two of um, the. Cut it if cut the, it if you want. If you don't want to wade into the Kermy Clown waters. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as we're talking about it, you you talked about that in uh, a Tough Pigs article that I wrote. I called did the oral history of Mo Frackle. Which, I did. Which listeners should go read if they haven't read it yet. Yes, because and, I am the person who uploaded the Muppets on Family Feud to YouTube. Yeah, uh, there's right. a couple and, things and, that I put up. I put up, I put up the Family Feud. I put up the 60 Minutes, like from the 70s. That's up there. Oh, great! Yeah, which and rules. then I gave my friend Connor Ratliff the copy of uh, Kermit hosting the Tonight Show, and I go, "Yeah, I don't care. Oh. Put it up on YouTube." And now it's got like a million and a half views, yeah. and I'm like, well, "Why didn't I put it up on you?" You know. <laughs> Um, then you would have been the person to have a number on a screen that was yeah. a lot yeah. of numbers. <laughs> right, right. Well, and and you also, th- uh, I don't know if I ever thanked you for graciously yeah. allowing me to bill you as Mo Frackle's super fan <laughs> in that in that in that article. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was a fun week because oh. I just had to rewatch all of them. You know, right? Oh, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. I watched fun. them all right before that we, too. We will yeah. link to that article in the show notes. Um, and yeah, it's like I, my, there's it's like my my crowning achievement. History of Mo that, it's a great legacy if that is your crowning oh. achievement. Um, yeah, there there's some old Sesame Street episodes that I my parents had taped off TV for me in mm. the like mid '80s that I used to send to people in tape trades. And every yeah. once in a while, I'll see one of those like what stuff that I'm pretty sure is from those episodes that I sent yeah. out. Like I'll, that'll show up on on YouTube or something. It's kind of a That's weird. So I recognize this street scene. I think this came from yeah. my tape. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, that's wild. It is a strange feeling. Oh. I'm just telling people, if you got stuff, put it out there. Let everyone enjoy well, it. Well, you know, if the Wicked Witch episode of Sesame Street yeah. can make its way out there, let's yeah. get the Anything. Lost 
you know, what is it? Obscure media, lost media, people on on from the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> right. We demand to see it. And, and as, as long as we're talking about that era, as far as I can tell, Muppets Kitchen with Cat Cora has disappeared oh, wow. from the internet. <sighs> That's not which on is like, YouTube or anywhere? I couldn't oh, find I it, which is like not good, but I was trying to show it yeah. to Roz recently. Your, your weekly and... YouTube search for Muppets Kitchen with Cat Cora, you're like, <laughs> yeah. where did it go? <laughs> well, we were just like Roz and I were watching an old, an old Iron Chef that she was in. Oh, yeah. And and I was just like, remember when she hosted a show with Angelo, the Muppet chef? And Roz is like, no, what? And I'm like, we got to watch them all I, right I assume, now. I think that was all before you and Roz met because like, she must have known about it if she had been with you at the time. I, I think, it, I mean, I think it was. When was? Now I'm going to look it up. I'm just saying, I would Muppets. be shocked if Angelo existed in the time of your it's, relationship with Roz and she did not know Angelo. It says 2010, which is we were yeah. engaged when those videos oh, came out in September wow. 2010. So now I've we never probably just seen had them. better things to talk about. I suppose I've I've never seen them. So this is this is my plea to the world: put them up on YouTube so I can watch Angelo. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that so Patrick can see them, so Roz can see them. Yeah, <laughs> people need to see Angelo. Where were those hosted originally? Was it like a Food Channel? It was like it was like a... on a. It was just like on a website. It was yeah. like Muppets Kitchen with Cat Cora dot. Oh, okay. But I, I, wasn't it sponsored by some kind of food network or like a, a food magazine I, or something? I think so. Yeah, or it was like it was like Gladware presents Muppets Kitchen with Cat Cora, <laughs> right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, the the other thing I was going to say about the song "Room in Your Heart," which is not missing because it's on the soundtrack, and you can listen to it on, you know, your your streaming music service of choice. Uh, Danny Horn, Tough Pigs founder, Danny Horn has talked about how disappointed he was because he bought the soundtrack before he saw the movie. So he thought Bunsen oh, and Beaker yeah. were going to have a song, mm. you know, tw- 20 minutes in. And then he said, like, when they didn't, that's when he realized that this movie would be no fun. Oh. <laughs> or something like oh. that. When, when you know, I'm, and sure, I'm sure he will talk about this when he comes on. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, like it has... Does this does it happen twice in that song? Maybe I'm misremembering that Bunsen says, "Start dancing, Beaker," and then presumably Beaker is just I, doing some. I think just once. I think it only. I don't know why he would yell, "Start dancing twice." <laughs> okay, I don't know, but anyway, it would have been fun to see. Well, maybe he yeah. didn't start dancing the first time. <laughs> That's right. I said, "Start dancing, yeah. Beaker." Beaker does not have ears. Sometimes you need to. It's like them. it's <laughs> like when they're under his hat. Uh, his top hat. Are they? Yeah. It's like when it's like when uh, Job at the Bluth Company Christmas party when Job says everybody dance now yes. everybody dance now <laughs> right exactly like that yeah so what does happen next in this movie is that Scrooge shows Bunsen and Beaker to the door and then Bunsen angrily says all right Beaker come along I think we've taken enough of Mister Scrooge's time and he gets real mad and then everyone on the internet insists that Beaker flips scrooge the bird yeah what what do you guys say what do you have to say about that uh popular misconception but as as we know beaker has four fingers yeah so (laughs) when he extends that finger it's his index finger he's holding up his index finger like he's kind of it is clearly his index he's shaking his finger at scrooge or like like tisk tisk or how dare you um but yeah it's just the position of his and the fact that he only has four I do want to confirm, I did just watch it in slow motion. I watched it on 0.25 speed right now. <laughs> it is his index finger. 
so you guys can stop. I get it. Well, it just occurred to me. You, I guess, if you really were in love with this this theory, you could make the case that because he only has four fingers, he doesn't have an index finger. He only has a middle finger, yeah, and a ring finger and a pinky. But also, technically, right. well, I guess the puppeteer's middle finger is probably in that finger. Uh, yes, I it think would it's be. the last. I, isn't oh, it is the it? last two yeah. or one? No, oh, I think, think yeah, it's. I think, I think it's, it. I think it's pointer finger, middle okay. finger, and then the, the last two are the are the yeah, last. I think. Probably right, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but al- also, this this theory is so popular. I just googled Beaker F, and the top result is Beaker from the Muppet Show. But Beaker F L, it's Beaker Flask, Beaker flipping off Scrooge. So <laughs> yeah, I googled so it and I go. found like at least six uh, Reddit threads. About it, so yeah. People it's like I uncovered, I uncovered a dark That's secret. What, in yeah, the most Christmas of them were like, yeah. I just noticed this amazing <laughs> adult humor in the Muppet Christmas Carol. Sorry to disappoint, guys. Yeah, but before that, though, uh, when they're about to run out, Bunsen says, "Oh dear, oh dear," and Beaker clearly says, "Oh dear." If they'd rather die, then they better do it and decrease the surplus population. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. This is the door. Yeah. That is something is I is striking too, I because, talk like, about that. yeah, again, this is Steve Whitmire's first time as Beaker, and already he's having Beaker he's speak the rules. words, which you almost never hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, why do you think they they did that? They let them do that. So I was, they, I mean, trying to think. We we determined that it's almost. We were pretty certain that Beaker speaks a line off camera in the Muppet movie. Which is Richard oh, Hunt when they're preparing to shoot the movie? Uh, yeah. Beaker's voice says, "Make up ready." I can't think oh, of any yeah. other examples from the but but, Richard it, but Hunt era. Beaker. No, in that same movie, Bunsen says the effect is sadly temporary, and Beaker says, "Mammy, mammy." Well, right, but "mammy, mammy, mammy" is not the same as yeah, actually but it's not, articulating but it, words. Yeah, but it's not "me, me, 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 me" either. Yeah, you know? it's it, well, okay, it's kind of halfway between. <laughs> oh, I just thought of another one, though. There's a Muppet Lab sketch in an episode of the Jim Henson Hour where Beaker is stuck to the ceiling with some kind mm-hmm. of magnetic shoes or something, and then mm-hmm. the shoes power off, and he goes, oh, no, and oh, weird. falls to the floor. So, so I guess yeah, there's no some... rules. I guess It was not goes. without precedent, but it does st- still yeah. seem surprising that Steve Whitmire did it on his first time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now you've got Beaker on TV just, like, saying, hello, my name is Beaker. <laughs> I'm a normal human man. <laughs> Hello, Please and welcome me, to I'm Holy Moly, here. starring the Muppets. I'm Beaker. <laughs> uh, I actually started a couple of years ago. Is it ago Peter Linz? Is that who's playing Beaker now? Peter Linz? I think it's David Redman in recent Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, a couple of years ago, I started on a video for Tough Pigs called Can Beaker Talk or What? Which I have yet to finish. <laughs> but one of these days, I will finish that video and post it on Tough Pigs. This is all uh, research for it. Yes. It does say David Rudman 2017 to present. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, have you come up? Uh, what is your thesis of that video? Like, have you come to an answer yet? I don't want you to spoil it. I think anything. the answer is that he can, but just for some reason, he hardly ever does. But there are sure. examples of him speaking. Imagine if you knew someone who just did that in real life. Like, it would get so <laughs> obnoxious so fast. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know. Man, I know you can talk. I've heard you say sadly temporary. <laughs> right. Well, it's like the thing about whether Harpo Marx's characters are mute or can he just talk and he chooses not to because it's more yeah. fun not to. Right. And and I think, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, 
but I think it is. No, let's get deep. Let's get deep, I think, Anthony. Come well, on. I, okay, I think, I think Paramount Harpo can talk and chooses <laughs> not to sure. in the five Paramount movies. And MGM Harpo cannot talk because in the MGM movies, he's always doing that, doing that charades. They're thing. playing charades. To, he has to something like, very to urgent like, and tell, important. To tell Chico something. Right. So yeah. do yeah. you think something happened to him in between? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Yes, in 1934, uh-huh. he drank bleach and it shredded his oh, bones. No. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> oh man. Actually, wow. speaking of Harpo, my son Miles has is kind of obsessed with Harpo lately, mm-hmm. and he, he he will always say, "This is Harpo's new movie," and then he'll just start like doing something silly, <laughs> and a lot of times because. Because he knows that I will say something about Harpo talking. A lot of times before he does, he'll be like, Harpo learned to talk. And then he'll be <laughs> like, you ah, a disclaimer. Ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, because he knows that I would call him out on it otherwise. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. I wish That's there it. was a Marx Brothers movie where Harpo did talk and Harpo says, Harpo learned to talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, <that's> like a- <laughs> At Bradshaw the, at the beginning of the movie, yeah, he would yeah. turn to the camera and say, Harpo oh, learned to talk. Harpo learned to talk. <laughs> that's it. You just need to do it once. That's it. Anything beyond yeah. that, you're like, no, he said it. It's canon. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Did any of the Muppet Show writers or performers or producers ever talk about the choice to have Beaker uh, communicate like this? Like, is it somehow like less disturbing for this mm. guy who's always a victim of Bunsen's experiments to not to not be saying like, oh no, my nose fell off. That's I I, I hate this. You know, maybe it's but, funny. But I I'm feel just like, me, 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 but me. I feel like his like screaming, his like guttural screaming. <laughs> yeah. What I'm thinking of specifically is Muppets 3D when he's on the wheel. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. like that. I yeah. feel like that is so much more like viscerally like, oh no, this <laughs> you man still is feel really pain. sorry for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my take. Mm. I don't know. All right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Really well, we got a lot more minutes to get through. Yes. The next thing we hear is a voice outside singing Good King Wenceslas. And mm-hmm. we don't need to get into the origins of Good King Wenceslas here, but if you want to hear Ryan and I and my wife Roz, doing that you can listen to minutes 39 and 40 of our season on muppet family christmas because we discussed the origins of that song in some depth there yeah we, t- we talked about all those christmas carols in depth that was a another really educational podcast episode <laughs> right <laughs> yes uh, we well we we were fortunate to have my christmas carol enthusiast wife on yes those episodes. but uh this one it's bean bunny singing it Mm. Scrooge opens the door and looks around at eye level for someone, which I yeah. think is really cute. <laughs> and then w- when he doesn't see anyone, he looks down and there's Bean Bunny. Now, who is Bean Bunny? We haven't seen him in a Muppet movie before. It's true. This is his first movie. Not, I mean, we've seen him. We've seen him in in specials, I guess, on this podcast, but not in a movie because he. This is like his last big appearance as part of the Muppet Gang. Yeah, pretty much. Really, I mean, yeah. this is like the last time he ever has lines. Almost, I think. You know, he like he gets hit by a door in in Muppets from Space. Right. Well, this yeah. kinda, that kind of becomes his thing in a few projects after this, where he just makes a very brief appearance to have some kind of slapsticky thing befall him. Right. His last and thing is his last thing is something called Disney Extreme Digital. That was a bu- that was like a bunch of really oh, that was very very short shorts on 
like um, Muppets.com or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But before that, it was uh, Wizard of Oz was the last thing. Wizard, sure, that makes sense. Does he actually do anything um, in Wizard of Oz? I don't remember. Or is he just in the background? Yeah, I don't remember him. I do not remember him in it. He probably plays a flying monkey or something. But what I was going to say is, what I love about this is when we see him out here, he's standing on the stoop in plain sight. Like, you know, there's no, his entire little body is visible yes. on the step. Which makes him look so tiny and he is so cute. Yeah. So tiny, especially with Scrooge just sort of looming over him. Which I right. do think it's funny that Scrooge looks eye level first because it seems like the majority of people in Old London are Muppets. Like Scrooge is <laughs> much shorter like, than him. Scrooge seems to be the outlier here. Yeah, he works place. with a, a little frog and some even yeah. smaller rats. Yeah, but it's like Scrooge, Fred, Fred's wife, and maybe some background people, but like not really that many other humans. You would think you'd initially go down and then look up. And- yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Although he, as we'll see at school, he grew up around a lot more humans. Mm. So. Yeah. But what, what happened to him, Anthony? Where'd they go? <laughs> Where'd they all go? The Muppets all took over. Like there was like some sort of. The of, of London. Yeah. 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 But so Bean Bunny says, Penny for a song, Governor? Which is funny because he still doesn't have an English accent in this movie. <laughs> no, but, like, yeah. he, he basically sounds like Bean Bunny, who does all the time. But he says, Penny for a song, Governor. And then Scrooge shuts the door on him and then opens it to throw a wreath at Bean Bunny out of spite. There's the wreath. Yep. Uh-huh. Which, okay, so am, am I crazy? Because it looks to me like the wreath does not hit him. But it knocks it, him over. Oh, no, I don't think it does. It just kind of hits the ground. It right knocks him to. over, and then the snow puffs out. Um, yeah. Which is a fun effect. Uh, you know, someone clearly just had, like, a tube of snow that they had to, like, blow in at the same time that I he guess, fell over. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, on yeah, the, the Brian Henson commentary on the DVD, in this part, he says, Inside the Muppet Company, we love to hate Bean Bunny. <laughs> and then he goes on to say that he knows that that will not be a popular sentiment among some of the fans. So I guess that's kind of why he just became this kind of hapless little character in this era. Now, this is probably why most people know Bean Bunny, right? This movie, I, yeah. I uh, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Well, like or, for the, or Muppet for the Vision. Gen- Muppet Vision 3D, think, he's very prominent. Yeah, but I think for the general public, like, I don't know. I feel like more people have seen. Well, I don't know if more people have seen this than Muppet Vision. Because if you think about, I would know. you think about but if you think about the volume of people going through Muppet Vision, they show that like probably 15, 20 times a day. Yeah, right. Well, a lot, but a lot of those people have seen it before, and new people true. are seeing this every year. That's true. Right, right. And I, I mean, how many people watch this movie that are never going to go to the parks? Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's just funny uh, that it seems like people like Bean so much, and he's in this movie for 45 seconds, because he right. comes back later. He comes uh, back at the end, yeah. He'll be in it later. But And speaking of later, at this point, there's a dissolve, and then time passes, and now it's night, and, the, and Kermit and the rats all come in to tell Scrooge that they're going home. Which Kermit says, excuse me, Mr. Scrooge, but it appears to be closing time. Which I think makes sense for Bob Cratchit, for, for like meek clerk Bob Cratchit. But it also feels like that's kind of how Steve Whitmire played Kermit forever for the next mm. 30 years. Oh, as sort of the, the, the meek tentative yeah. version like, of Kermit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, excuse me, Mr. Scrooge, but it appears to be closing. 
It is interesting to think about how much this first time informed, yeah, this this incarnation of Kermit. Yeah, right. Because Kermit's not, I mean, like I said, that makes sense for Bob Cratchit. Yeah. But for Kermit, like on The Muppet Show, excuse me, sir, like, yeah. Yeah. Would just be like, oh, wait, it's closing time. Get out of here. You know, like, would drastically change this movie if that, if it was frazzled Kermit. If it was frazzled Kermit. Or on The the Muppet Show, he would at least be then like, Doing some take to the audience or making a little wise crack sure. at the camera. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, Scrooge says he'll see them tomorrow morning at eight. Kermit says it's Christmas and he offers to give them until 8 30. What a guy. <laughs> which, which again, like, does this happen every year? Like, he knew it was Christmas. Yeah. yeah. He had employees. He's an old man. Yeah. And it, it, Bob's worked for him for a while, right? It sure seems like it. Yeah. I don't think this is his first year. No. Um, right. And it, and if not Bob, someone else, you know, yeah. I mean, Marley's been dead these seven years sure. and he's, so he's definitely now. been dealing, dealing directly with employees that whole time. I should correct you. Marley and Marley. Right. Sorry. You just, Marley you said one. Been, there's, there are, I said one. There's two of them. Yeah, 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 there's two of them. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, now right. is this something in the book? Does uh, Bob asking uh, for more than a half hour? Does that pop up in the book? That feels so like a, the, that's Jerry yeah, so, Jewel. Yeah. 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 Um, in, in the book, Bob actually doesn't even ask for the time off. He doesn't get the chance because Scrooge says, you'll want all day tomorrow, I suppose. Uh, and then, and Bob says, if quite convenient, sir. And hmm. then Scrooge complains about having to pay him for the day off. Huh. So, yeah. So he doesn't even actually ask. It's just like in the book, Scrooge does know it because it's been happening, you know? Yeah. But anyways, that's pretty much where we cut off here is is Kermit says the whole day off is customary. Scrooge like feigns surprise and says the entire day. And, and that's where we end. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually have a bunch of stuff from the book for this one. Yeah. Um, at the beginning when uh, the, the Bunsen and Beaker part, when Bunsen says some would rather die, you know, and Scrooge says if they better die, then let them do it and decrease the surplus population. I kind of skimmed over that earlier because it, it's straight out of the book. I think everybody knows it is, right? That's yeah. That's I one of the famous so. things. Um, so I've, I've referred to my copy of The Annotated Christmas Carol by Michael Patrick Hearn a few times. And in that book, Hearn talks about how it was actually a common intellectual position at the time to argue that the poor should be euthanized. Um, he cites, yeah, he cites Adam Smith and Thomas Robert Malthus as two like, you know, public intellectuals who like wrote essays talking about how like the best way to deal with the poor is just to to kill them all, basically. Two guys so, who definitely stood the test of time because we definitely all know who they are today. So, <laughs> right, right. We've all heard those names in school how, growing up. How many years do we have before right. our Republican politicians uh, start to to make this? Now you say same... years. I think yeah, how, many days? Is, how many days? How many days? June right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll be right. lucky if we get the Halloween. Eesh. Right, right. Um, but so, but so, what Dickens is doing is like mocking a, an actual position people are arguing for by having yeah. it be like the cruelest possible thing that Scrooge can say, yeah. and and you know, having the book treat it like it's the cruelest possible thing Scrooge huh. can say. Yeah. Next thing is in the book, the Caroler sings "God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen." He does not sing "Good King Wenceslas," but he does sing a familiar Christmas carol that, that we still know today. And then Scrooge threatens to hit him with a ruler. 
<laughs> person like, hold, like, like holds nun, up a ruler to, school. To, to strike him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so and, um, King Wenceslas did exist at the time, though, right? So he he could yes, have been thinking yeah. that. And in the book, also, there's no indication that that caroler is the same character at the end. Sure. Who, who he gives, you know, tells but him. But it to makes go by sense. It, it gives you that right. Yeah, sense yeah. Of, I think it makes else. sense for for it to be being. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of has an arc. Uh, right. Now you yeah. said God. You said God rescue Mary gentlemen, and I was like, "There's there's a Muppet thing with God rescue Mary gentlemen," and this is how broken my brain is, and I'm sure you two can relate uh, on some respect to this because I said I know there's a Statler and Waldorf God rescue Mary gentlemen, and I googled it, and it's from the first episode of Mupp- or the first issue of Muppet magazine. Whoa. They do a parody. <laughs> I rules. I'm yeah, it rules, but I'm also sad. You know, it's a parody. Right. Is it like God rest ye cranky <laughs> gentlemen? I believe it's pleased rest. Yeah, please rest ye grumpy gentlemen. <laughs> okay, there you go. There it is. Uh-huh. So you said you're you're sad because you remembered that it exists. Absolutely, or... I am. I'm way past that now, though. I'm, I'm yeah, not, I'm not yeah, sad yeah. about these things or ashamed anymore. I just wish I just wish I remembered like my sister's phone number. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Sure, sure. I can't remember that. At a certain but point, you just gotta let it go. You can uh, remember Stellan Walder, please well. rest ye grumpy gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I also, think it's probably because we had like four issues of Muppet Magazine that I just sure. read over oh, and over. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I was going to say, if you were born in 92, yeah. wait, why did you even have four issues of mm. Muppet Magazine, which ended so, in like 1988? My aunt loved the Muppets. And mm. my grandma had all of her stuff still, like all of her like kid stuff, you know? Uh, sure. So it was just one of those things that like it was in our playroom at my grandma's house. Who keeps coming back? You know, going over watching from the balcony and apparently reading Muppet Magazine over and over again. <laughs> yeah, right. that's like heaven. Yeah. 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 Although it's the same for me. As I've, as I've said on this podcast, we didn't own this movie on VHS, but my grandma did. Oh, she sure. had she had Muppet Family Christmas. She had Christmas Eve on yeah. Sesame Street. Yeah, you know. So I watched all that stuff at her house. I didn't watch it at home. Yeah, she so, she had a lot I'm of right the, a lot of the late seventies, early eighties books. So like the Muppet Show book, or like the Muppet Movie sure. one, or the Great Muppet Caper like script one. You know, she had all those. Um, so I would I would read those a ton, and they've. Uh, unfortunately, they're now cr- uh, crowding up my apartment. You know, every single thing I'm yeah. like, yeah, I, I gotta take it with me. Oh yeah, gotta stay in my Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, well, uh, any thoughts about these two minutes before we close, Patrick? I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, these uh, two and and four minutes too, but these two minutes feel very uh, like a lot of stuff happens in them. A lot of memorable things from this movie happen in them. Uh, I with the bean at the end of Bunsen and Beaker and the uh, Bob asking for the time off. I feel like those are like three very distinct scenes that a lot of people remember from this movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I could not believe that they were all happening this close back to back to back. Uh, yeah, it's funny that it. it's sometimes. A, yeah. Um, it's it's a good. It's a movie that doesn't waste time in general. No, I mean, it no, it, it moves quick. Moving. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but no, it was a good, it's a good two minutes. It's, uh, the beginning of this movie, I, I like a lot. Uh, I feel like I remember the beginning a lot more than I remember the later stuff. Like I feel like stuff will pop up later in the movie that I, uh, am always caught off guard by because I just don't remember it happening. Huh. Um, but for some reason, the beginning is like the thing that's stuck in my brain. I don't know why. 
Huh. Awesome. Yeah. All right. R- Ryan, how about you? Anything else? Uh, just one thing. Uh, it never occurred to me to count how many rats are working for Scrooge, <laughs> but mm. in this shot where uh, Kermit is asking for the, the time off, they're all kind of gathered around him. There are eight rats working in Scrooge's uh That's a business. pretty big payroll. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nine employees for uh, what does Scrooge do? Is he like an accountant? What is he's he do? Money he's, a, he's a money lender. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. One of those classic jobs. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of people to pay. Rats and yeah. frogs and you know whatever's to pay. Yeah, he yeah, I'm sure, sure he doesn't pay them enough for what they're worth. Sure. Still. Yeah. Right. He, what they're worth. Got, well, I like that. What well, those rats are Adjusted for inflation, assuming mm-hmm. assuming ni- eighteen forty three pounds and nineteen eighty four dollars are the same, do we think that Pete at Pete's Luncheonette pays his rats more than Scrooge does? <laughs> I would say yeah. My my immediate instinct is to say yes. Pete must he must pay better than Scrooge. Do you, I see because I kind of feel like he just pays them in Yankee bean soup. <laughs> well, that's possible, but he with spoon. He gave the Muppets the Yankee bean soup for free in that first scene. That's so true. he's not stingy like Scrooge is. Wow. That's true. <laughs> what a conversation. Now, We've all been stuck uh, inside too long. Now, if the penguins it's true. Yeah, it's true. had gotten jobs, that might be a different story. Because that, that yeah. was a lot of penguins. So then he'd have to, you know, adjust everyone's salary accordingly. Right. And Sorry, David Arquette in Muppets from... David Arquette in Moves from Space doesn't even pay his rats at all, and he's experimenting on them. Ugh, crazy. And what a jerk. The rats in Bubba Treasure Island had to pay to go on the Hispaniola. They were going on a cruise, yeah. I'm going to hang on. <laughs> you said Pete at the diner and the rats. In my head, I thought you were talking about Mickey's Christmas Carol and that Pete. I know that you're talking about Pete. And I'm like, what is the connection here? I'm like, Pete is not screwed. You were picturing Pete from the Mickey cartoons. Absolutely, I was. Pete, the ghost of Christmas, Christmas future. Yes, yes. Throwing back his hood and saying, you'll be the richest rats in the cemetery. And that's why I was sort of uh, pulling back from that conversation. Because I was like, I don't understand what's happening right now. But now (laughs) I get what's happening. Uh, Mm. That's so funny. Mm All right. Well, I think that's probably a good place to close for this one. Unless somebody uh, wants to Photoshop a picture of Pete from the please. Disney cartoons in in Muppet's Take Manhattan and send it to us. <laughs> sure, we'll take it. I bet throw that's it. doable. That feels or just easy. fan art, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. yeah, throw throw in Willie the Giant. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, but that's it for this time. In the, we'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, you can always find toughpigs.com on toughpigs.com on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're just kind of all over the place. You can always you can always find us. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at me Ryan Rowe. You can follow Ryan on Letterboxd at Movies Are Neat. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Zeppo Marxist. Patrick, can you remind our listeners where they can find you? On the Absolutely. line. Absolutely. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, at Patrick Cotner, P A T R C K C O T N O I R. Uh, you can find me on Instagram just at Cotner. I think I'm on Letterboxd. Uh, I think it's just my name. I use it a lot, but I think it's just my name. 
Um, also watch George Lucas Talk Show. All the episodes are on YouTube. Uh, if you like this, you'll probably enjoy that. Um, and that's it. There's so many other things. But if you follow me, you'll see the other stuff. Right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you to Morgan Davey for designing our logo. And thank you to all of you for listening, rating and reviewing, telling every gentleman who comes into your counting house to listen to Moving Right Along. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Start dancing, Beaker. <laughs>